0: Hello and welcome back to another week of Pop Swap with me and Dean. Hello Dean. Hello Gallas. How's everything? How's things? Everything's good. Everything's fine. Yeah, lovely. Yourself? Uh, yeah. I didn't actually watch or read that much this week. There's one thing that I read, or sorry, one thing that I watched that I can speak about. Okay. But it will be a fairly quiet week for me this week. Oh, all right then.
1: That shouldn't be too bad. I've been watching quite a bit. Cool. So uh, we'll hopefully balance each other
0: out in that sense. We'll get you to talk um all the all the nonsense this week then. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I can still talk nonsense no problem about the thing that I watch. So anyway. Okay. What did you uh what did you get up to this week? What did I
1: do? What did I do? Where to begin? So I've got an entire season of something and then a little bit of something else. And uh I seem to be on a bit of a crime theme this Ooh. week yeah interesting i don't know all, all cry me for some reason don't know why just took my interest for the week i have these times to be honest with you where i kind of think to myself i wonder what this person has been up to lately and then the thought kind of passes i don't mean just people in my life i mean more kind of filmmakers and people like that what, <laughs> what are they up to you mean our real friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the thought tends to pass and I don't bother to Google it. But then occasionally, like this week, something happens where I'm looking for something to watch and I decide on something I like the sounds of. And then I find myself pretty surprised when I start watching the thing that it turns Mm. out to be made by exactly the same person I was thinking about recently. Ah. Yeah. So today I'm going to be talking about Gangs of London, which is a show that if anyone else had decided to make it, you might call it technically a crime drama, but mm-hmm. thanks to the fact that it's made by a guy called Gareth Evans and his regular cinematographer, Matt Flannery, they're both the showrunners, it's a very rare beast. It's a genuine action TV series, cool, which you don't get very often. I know you get action in TV, yeah. but not to this level, not done this well, in my opinion. And if anyone's not really familiar with Gareth Evans, sorry... He's a very talented director, writer, editor, and he choreographs his movies as well. And he made The Raid films, which were massive hits, uh, Indonesian martial arts action movies um, that kind of like became breakthroughs internationally as well. Yeah,
0: very cool movies.
1: Yeah, very cool films, yeah. Um, But since the writer in television tends to be the king, it's pretty refreshing to see a TV show where the main goal is to kind of just set up the action over the dialogue and have like more of a visual approach to the storytelling than anything else yeah maybe arguably some slightly more sparkling dialogue wouldn't have gone amiss a bit but the plot is still really engaging and similar to the raid movies the show sets up some very cool characters that you can get behind and sort of enjoy yeah causing a lot of mayhem um yeah but uh i'll go through the plot first so the basic gist is that you have a couple of families who lead organized crime in london And they've kind of been the top dogs for 20 or so years. Mm -hmm. And then in the opening, a leader of one of the families played by uh, Cole Meaney finds himself in a situation where, I don't know, there are sort of like, without spoiling, there are sort of massive repercussions at the very beginning that affect all the international gangs in the city uh, without being too specific. Like I say, I don't want to ruin it too much. But um, a good way of knowing what you're dealing with is like the opening scene, for example, involves a man hanging upside down from a rope at the top of a construction site, having petrol poured all over him, sorry, and then being set alight. <laughs> so <laughs> set the tone. it's not, yeah, it's not really Guy Ritchie territory <laughs> you're <Yeah. laughs> kind of dealing with. It's like the whole thing, in fact, is like really sort of heightened um, and stylized. It's very slick. It's kind of like, I'd say it's closer to, Maybe closer to the sort of world of like yakuza movies mm. than it is your sort of typical like dreary kitchen sink yeah. British gangster flick. It's not. It's not set in that type of world, which I liked. It made it kind of stand out a little bit. Is um, the young Fuller from Peaky Blinders in that? He is, yeah, I was going to mention him actually. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, He's in that. I'll go through the cast in a second. You've got, um, I'll go back to the story though, sorry. Uh, You've got this big mix of like international characters from different worlds. So you've got, tough, this sort of tough rural Welsh traveller community led by uh, Mark Lewis Jones, who sort of steals the show. He's brilliant in it. Uh, You've got the Albanian mafia, you've got Kurdish militants, Danish assassins, uh, just this big mix of different characters and sort of, it kind of like trots around the globe a bit with its cast, which is great. And uh, along with that, you've got the heads of the two families that kind of lead most of the gangs in London you've got the Wallace family who is led by you just mentioned in Peaky Blinders Joe Cole yeah uh, and then you've got Game of Thrones Michelle Fairley uh Caitlin Stark oh yeah yeah that's uh, his mom and then the Damani family who are the other family led by another Game of Thrones actor Lucian apologies Lucian Masmati who probably mispronounced your name there i'm great at that uh and playing his son another actor who i recently really enjoyed in the tv show i may destroy you papa Esidu. again i've probably mispronounced his surnames here but he's very good as well okay you've got kind of like these two the two sons of the fathers yeah who are kind of like a, a bit of a, a thing going on with them as well and then the one actor who's kind of the character that takes you through all of this and is kind of the anti-hero that sort of drives the story forward and leads the show is uh, Soap Dorisu, who after I saw him last year in his house, like really impressed me in that. yeah, Yeah. And now he's in this, he's definitely becoming one of my favourite actors. He's Mm. uh, he's really great in this as well. Um, He plays this character called Elliot Finch, who's like this small scale gang member who wants to kind of gradually work his way up the ranks and tries to impress the heads of the Wallace family enough so he kind of gets his place at the table. That's what's sort of like driving him. And he basically does that by pretty much beating, smashing, stabbing (laughs) his way through most (laughs) scenes. (laughs) And the scenes are just intense. You've got like one intense action scene after the next. Um, The first episode, for example... Uh, he has a line after he survives like what I think is probably the most intense pub fight ever put on screen (laughs) Uh, along the lines of uh, what did they say now he kind of Gets through that scene and uh, then somebody asks him, like, how did you get out of there? Weren't there, like, five of them or something? Uh, A guy asks him and he kind of cracks him and he goes, no, there were six, but I had a dart. (laughs) And uh, when you see what he does with the dart, you'll get a big laugh out of that reaction (laughs) because it's crazy. Yeah. But it's also really impressive, actually, fair play to him, how, like, charismatic he manages to be Mm -hmm. to the point that, like, even after he's, he's, sorry, committed all these sort of really brutal acts of violence throughout the whole thing, you find yourself still liking the guy and being quite sympathetic towards his character. Yeah. (laughs) And he does some pretty mad stuff. But, yeah, after watching it, I was thinking to myself, like, he's so good in this, please, somebody, just, like, this dude should be the next Bond or something, because... it's a really physical role, like this role that he's in. Mm-hmm. And uh, a complete contrast to how I sort of saw him in his house. Like, I just didn't expect that. But then when you see him in this role, he just he sort of made for it. He's really yeah. great for it. If I've gone too much more, to be honest with you about the plot, I might spoil things a little bit. But the basic gist of it is that the Wallace family are kind of looking for answers to the show's opening. And they won't stop until they find the people responsible for what happened. And that basically causes this kind of like chain of confrontations and sort of rivalries and double crosses. And you get all these showdowns uh, that kind of keep you hooked throughout. Uh, But the main reason to watch, I'd say, regardless of all of that, is like the set pieces, because you just get one brilliant one after another, which is where like having him as a showrunner shines. For me personally, I don't know what you think, but action on TV tends to be pretty badly handled compared to its movie equivalent, in my view. Tends, like it's not,
0: tends to be, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know you still get, like, maybe, what do you get? You get, like, the Americans or Game of Thrones and Preacher, maybe, that sort of have mm-hmm. really well-choreographed action scenes. But to me, it's like how you shoot and edit those um, yeah. as well as the choreography, which is, that's what makes Gareth Evans sort of being the showrunner on this stand out because he knows exactly how to kind of create the right rhythm and sort of move your eye from one shot to the next and he kind of he's really yeah. good at building up an energy on screen so you you really engage with what's happening but it's not confusing you cuz like yeah the the curse of a lot of modern things in my opinion is the action scenes tend to kind of as a way of getting around that just shake the camera all over the place yeah. <laughs> Or just shoot it digitally in a really slick fashion, where the, I don't know, there's no really real sort of understanding of where the character is spatially to the yeah. action that's taking place, and you just get a bit confused by what's going on, or you simply don't care what's going on in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, the shaky cam business. Yeah, I, the the most that. recent um TV production that had. Probably some of the most impressive action, regardless of medium, was actually Daredevil. The Netflix production of Daredevil um, yeah. had some really great action shots and action scenes. Yeah. With the, it, but it was all steady cam mm-hmm. and it just followed. So they obviously meticulously planned where the camera was gonna go and how the choreograph was gonna be, and it was just really, really, really impressive. Yeah. Cool. I definitely
1: need to check out more of that show, I think, as you mentioned it more. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would say, I'd go out on a limb and say, this will definitely give it a run for its money, even not seeing that, Mm. because I don't think I've seen anyone in tv do this before and it's such an interesting thing to see on tv because like I, it I makes know sense had... like the guy made the raid <laughs> yeah yeah and, and uh, actually there's what do they do there's kind of like a compromise so each episode you pretty much guaranteed you get this great action set piece at some point yeah uh maybe less so towards the end but the workaround they kind of have with the show is that gareth Evans is not directing each episode he's credited instead there's the episodes that he doesn't direct, you still get in the credits and mention that he directed the action scenes and edited and choreographed the action scenes okay. of that episode. Yeah. So they must they have other guest directors on and guest um writers and people involved, but regardless whenever like whenever you're watching an episode you know the bit that the really exciting bit was still dealt with by him and handled really well because he's sort of in charge of that because of that you like say every single episode you've got you've got some mad mixtures going on you've got i said the pub fight at the start you get that you get a get a Butcher knife wielding henchman who has this massive <laughs> punch up with him. you got like this creepy serial killer who has like, this axe attack with him. This massive gun battle in a caravan site, snipers, like the teams of assassins. It's just machete attacks. It's just packed
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: with uh, all these really memorable moments from a TV show, which, uh, like I say, you, you rarely sort of get. All that, that going
0: lovely on. violence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but by far the best one without doubt is uh there's the well the ones that he directs throughout are the the strongest in my opinion and then there's one that really stands out as a highlight and it's worth watching the whole show just to get to that one episode uh which i don't know i kind of consider it like maybe once upon a time in wales is probably the best (laughs) (laughs) description by title i'll give it but uh it's like this insane sort of Welsh spaghetti western. You've got a uh, Mark Lewis Jones Welsh traveller character who's mm-hmm. like one seriously tough old bastard and he just drags himself through like one brilliant standoff to another like against this you've got this assault team of mercenaries and he's sort of holed up in this cottage in the middle of wales that's pretty much an armored fortress with a bunch of other characters stuck in there trying to survive and it's just brilliant like that whole episode from beginning to end you just hold you won't catch your breath like throughout the whole thing until it ends um cool i know you kind of get hot fuzz and Things like that, sort of poking fun at the idea of a British action movie, but mm. no one, in my opinion, has ever really pulled that off before. But this does a pretty decent job of making an argument for like somebody just making a British action pick. Like, uh, it's about as close as you're going to get. Cool. And but at the same time, it's like what I loved about it because he's made it as well. He strikes me as quite an international sort of person, Gareth Evans. I know he would have spent a lot of his time over in Indonesia. I think he was shooting a documentary about martial arts where he met the. Lead actor that ended up star of the raid and stuff. Okay, um, but because he's got that kind of background, he kind of puts that into the show as well. So you've got you've got this big mix of um, international characters, and they all speak like a mixture of dialects. So it's not just English on screen. You even get at times characters sort of jumping from one dialogue back into English and then back out of it again. And then heaven forbid you even get Welsh being spoken on screen with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's just, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, why is it taken this long for someone to make like a major British TV drama uh, that sort of just depicts things in that way? And yeah, I'm so sick of it. Like, when will Britain just stop depicting itself as like this chocolate box kind of image of <laughs> a in <the> country <laughs> instead yeah. of what it's actually like, like midsummer fucking murders or something? Yeah. <laughs> it just drives <laughs> drives me crazy. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd happily watch him, in fairness, do an entire film of just nothing but a Mark Lewis-Jones Traveller character, just <laughs> him, just a whole film of him being an absolute maniac, Yeah, uh, just all spoken Welsh. It'd be so good. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it throws up lots of surprises as well. Towards the end, you get a sense that maybe they spent all the budget uh, on that one episode that I okay. mentioned. And then after that point, it kind of shifts tone a little bit into maybe territory that might be a bit more familiar to people if they watch the series the bodyguard um yeah. it goes a little bit more espionage and a little bit more that angle but it works and it it like it's a, it, it reveals quite a few there's quite a few shocking moments in the mm. last few episodes and it grips you and it sets itself up perfectly for a next series by the yeah. time it's done um i was a little bit disappointed because i was i got used to that idea that you watch an episode and you get a great action set piece that i was kind of hoping similar to the Raid movies that you will build up to almost like this big boss level kind of showdown at the end and the show intentionally sort of doesn't do that in its last three episodes which a little part of me was thinking like I was kind of hoping for something like that yeah but it does set itself up brilliantly where I'm thinking well if it builds up to that through seasons of a tv series when it gets to whatever showdown it's going to get to it's going to be really satisfying to watch because you've really invested yourself in the main character by the time that's finished um you really want to see where it goes next so Mm. yeah it's uh A little bit clichéd at times, some of the dialogues, you know, maybe not the best. Maybe some people might watch that and think, oh, it's a little bit cheesy but the cast do a great job with it. And like I say, the characters that it creates are really pulpy, fun characters to be around. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing, I I really hope they don't, because of the tone of the show as it's settled down. Yeah. I really hope they don't lose him as a showrunner, that they don't kind of think, well, those last three episodes are kind of turning it into something a bit more standard to what you typically get on TV. Because like I say, it's just really refreshing to watch a company put a lot of money on the table and be like, make us an action TV series. Yeah. Like where it's it's, you know, we we want action scenes that deliver,
0: and and he he manages that brilliantly. Like cool, very very yeah, cool. cool. I've just um, um I've just added to the wish list, but he's Welsh himself, isn't he? I assume with a, a name like that.
1: He is, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, he's
1: yeah. Like I say, I'm not. I sure, uh, I don't know too much about his background. I do know that, like I say he he definitely would have lived over in Indonesia for quite a long time. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know
0: how long he was there for, but I don't know I don't know how long his background growing up in Wales is. He um he made that he made a film that I had started on Netflix um a while ago called The Apostle. It was a horror film, oh which right. okay. um it's not an action film at all. So I don't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny that that he made that kind of film, but he wanted to make Deathstroke for DC, and I okay. think he tweeted out one time that he had pitched that film to dc um mm-hmm. dead is like a martial arts type deadpool rip off type character not really yeah. rip off they're kind of vice versa actually mm-hmm. but um like that kind of action film uh, for dc which i think would have been pretty cool to see but that's i think that's dead in the water now is it yeah but um yeah i will check that out is that on um it now was a TV, show was
1: a, it? it. It was a show that was on Sky Atlantic. Yeah, so nice. that would be now. Now TV. It'd be on now, TV yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, we can you can locate that one. Yeah, great fun. Um, more of that, please. Television. <laughs> I want to I see more serious ass kicking on TV. <laughs> serious ass kicking. <laughs> I cool. think it's going to shock a few people when they watch it from what yeah. they used to because like it doesn't hold back. Like when the what I mean it, it it knows who its audience are, which is good. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I think it's going to. Lure in some audience members from maybe they will be expecting a certain thing because they think oh it's a End gang drama or yeah. people who like a crime thing and they might be kind of like dragged into it and think like oh I don't know what I'm getting here but the first moment that someone's head explodes <laughs> you know you're in a different world.
0: <laughs> like, I got to be not... honest with you I saw the yeah. tra- I saw I didn't see a trailer I saw like a poster for it and it just the title did not appeal to me. Yeah. I just saw Gangs of London, I saw The Young Fuller from Peaky Blinders and I don't know, I'm like, okay, you're just going to remake Gangs of New York or, you know, it's... Yeah,
1: I think it, I think I think it the would be a hard one to market, definitely. Yeah. It would be a hard one to market because I reckon they'll just be going for that angle of like thinking, well, there's plenty of people who enjoy like a big crime epic sort of thing or like, mm. and they enjoy an East End gangster yeah. flick. And if you play it up to that crowd, I don't think... I think you go for the wrong people, like I say. Although yeah. I do think this show has created some characters which I'm sure, like if there's like criminals like around watching this, they're gonna I think this could be Scarface territory of like there's gonna <laughs> be some pretty iconic characters here that they're gonna love like watching on screen and think like, oh yeah, he's great. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. like I say, what's his name's Traveler character is brilliant. He's just yeah. that I've not really seen a character like him in that sense before. He's just like this, like I say, just a very tough rural old fella who just will not take any shit and is just hard as nails and it's uh it's fun watching him in all these insane action scenes like it's such a good performance from him as well cool very cool
0: um so i mean you watch that tv show i didn't watch much this week now but I did finish one thing. I watched the final episode of the Falcon Winter Soldier, so I'm ready to talk about it. Um, Great, I will go into some minor spoilers, but not really spoilers, um, in case you want to watch it yourself. I think I definitely think it's worth a watch. It is a little uneven towards the end, but only because there's no season two announced yet, and. I think it lends itself to being a a TV show now. It's not a to me. It doesn't feel like a miniseries. Okay. Was it intended as a miniseries initially? Was it? Or they never actually said. So uh, Kevin Feige, the head honcho over there, the producer, kind of said that some may lend themselves to more seasons, but they haven't decided anything yet. Which I, I call a little bit of bullshit on that. Because they just announced a Captain America 4 movie. um, Which will be with Sam Wilson, with Anthony Mackie, essentially. Okay, But even though that movie was announced, I think we need another season of this show. Because there's way too much stuff going on (laughs) in this show to just, you know, leave it there. Anyway, I'll get into that now. Initial thoughts overall, it's six episodes and my prevailing thought is that it should have been like eight or ten um because they they bring up so many good ideas and issues and little interweaving uh plot lines kind of a bit like the morning show i was talking last week there's just so many different motivations and stuff going on that it might have lended itself better to eight to ten episodes and then continuing on, you know, leaving some of the plot lines that they've set up dangle a little bit more satisfyingly than... <laughs> I like, I've, I've felt a little bit short-changed, ever so slightly shortchanged. But the good, um, the similar, in a similar way to WandaVision, it kind of deals with, I guess, themes that I wasn't quite expecting from a Marvel property. Um, so... It starts off with, I don't want to spoil too much for you, um, but like it starts off with Sam. Basically, he has the shield that he was given by Steve at the end of the big one, at the end of Endgame, and he's sitting there saying, you know, thinking to himself, right, this doesn't belong to me, and that kind of gets the plot going. He's also dealing with some new kind of terrorist threats, um, just in his daily you know, superheroing, agenting kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. This new organization called the Flag Smashers, which interestingly are leading out from the events of everybody returning after five years disappeared. So the entire world got half its population back just like that, you know. So this organization, this group, the Flag Smashers, are essentially fighting the old world and the old political systems and their whole ideology is that as f- after everything that they've gone through, it's one world, one people, right? So they kind of want a world without borders, essentially. And they want to, we'll say, start a new world order, I guess, is <laughs> a, a phrase that doesn't quite uh, have good connotations. What could but could anyway. possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get these interesting, really interesting dynamics and conversations with the leader uh, of this organisation, Carly Morgenthau. She's like a young girl. She's in her early 20s, I'd say, but real idealistic and very interesting character. The only problem is that there's so much going on in the show that they don't get a lot of time uh, to really develop And at the end, I felt that they came off more as an idea rather than real people, Um, which is my one complaint, because super interesting ideas, you know, and the the whole that little concept of, well, half the population disappeared for five years and now they're back. Really interesting. And they were raising some really interesting questions like housing, uh, poverty, what exactly happens here, you know, jobs, mm-hmm. getting loans. Go, you know, um, in the first or in the first or second episode, Sam, who's uh, Anthony Mackie, goes to get a bank loan. He needs to, you know, save his family's ship and his, his boat, basically, his family inheritance, their fishing family in like Louisiana or something like that. And he's denied a loan because he's got no credit from the last five years because he was dead, essentially. You know, it's it's really interesting. I, I liked all those little bits. But kind of the driving force of the show is whether he feels that America is ready for him to be Captain America. And minor spoiler, we're introduced to um, an old black superhero from the 50s who it's revealed that was given the experimental super soldier serum that Steve Rogers was given. Um, and this is a character from the comics as well. And and, and there was a, a really like powerful you know, graphic novel written uh, for this character maybe like 10, 15 years ago uh, called The Truth. And that was the title of that episode as well. And it introduces the idea that, well, there was um, another guy who got the serum and it worked for him and he did missions for America and blah, 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 blah. But he was then put in prison and not praised, unlike Steve Rogers, which, super interesting idea. And Bucky, who was obviously the Winter Soldier, knew this guy and fought this guy in the 50s as the Winter Soldier when he was all Mm -hmm. crazy and under mind control and stuff. So Bucky introduces Sam to him when he's going through his will-I-won't-I-pick-up-the-shield. Really interesting. Uh, That storyline is the best... Uh, aspect of this show Uh, hands down the best aspect of this show and the payoff at the end with Isaiah Bradley who is the the old guy is brilliant actually kind of almost brought a tear to my eye in the last episode handled really 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 well the only thing is I don't know if it gets enough time actually because there's so much going on in the show I feel like 10 episodes you might have been able to do a little bit more with it even even though the ideas presented are, are are really really interesting and unexpected for a marvel show and honestly quite timely right now mm-hmm. um there's some great conversations with sam and bookie like bookie is bookie by the way i'm just gonna say it is from the books my favorite character in this circle of the universe in this little sphere steve in the comics is a sort of uninteresting uh, Sam is ridiculous in the comics Booky is by far the best character. So I'm kind of always invested in him no matter where I see him. Even though he's thoroughly underutilized in the movies. In this one he really does get time to shine. He's dealing obviously with his time as the Winter Soldier and being an assassin for Hydra and he's going to therapy and he's trying to make amends with everyone he affected when he wasn't himself. And there's some really great scenes with a couple of characters. He's living in New York or something, in Brooklyn or something. And he's hanging out with this old Japanese guy who we learn is the father of someone he assassinated as the Winter Soldier. And um, there's a a payoff bit in the last episode that just didn't get enough attention for me. um, That left me a little disappointed with that storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's still a great storyline and it's a great, you know, series of moments for that character. It's really, really good. And the two of them learn to be, uh, I'm talking about Sam and Bucky, the, t- the two of them learn to be really close friends and they really start to understand each other by the end of the show and their perspectives and where they come from. Because Bucky still kind of has an old patriotic mentality. Like he, the real him is still kind of 1945 Bucky Barnes, you know? So he Mm. can't understand why Steve gave you that shield. He gave it to you for a reason. He was my best friend. And if you are throwing it away, that means he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, he was wrong about who I am, you know? And it's a really interesting little dynamic that they have going. But Sam is from the, the other side is like, neither of you would understand the decision that I have to make right now. And then it, Gets going, like, what do the Stars and Stripes actually mean to a black person in America, you know? Really, really good. Um, Also, another good thing, Baron Zemo comes back. Daniel Brule as Zemo is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, a little bit underutilised, but, you know, he's not dead. I feel like he's a character that's going to keep coming back in this world. He's just going to keep showing up in ridiculous little roles. He's, he's kind of like... Hannibal Lecter or something they they just need him um and he's brilliant um Sharon Carter comes back from uh the Winter Soldier and Civil War movies she is the niece of Peggy from the first Captain American film she's also very cool there's a little twist with her character that I like that some people seem to not like but I don't think we've seen the last of it yet there are some fan theories that she may be a scroll and I will explain what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um the Skrulls are like an alien race that invade Earth and are shapeshifters and they impersonate um kind of high ranking people on Earth. Uh, there's a whole yeah, yeah. there's a yeah, whole storyline called yeah. Secret Invasion that is really cool. That coincidentally Amelia Clark was just cast in the Secret Invasion series that they're working on. So um Okay. that's one to look out for that'll be samuel l jackson ben Mendelssohn, and amelia clark and supposedly olivia coleman anyway getting off topic i liked what they're setting up with this um they've clearly just announced the fourth cap movie which i kind of wanted a second season of this um but look it is what it is um and as i said like there was a slight bit of lack of payoff with that bookie storyline with dealing with his his stuff but overall i really liked it and i think it was i think it's worth a watch i think it causes a lot of conversation which i think is cool mm-hmm. um it doesn't always deal with the the political side extremely well like like subtly sometimes it's kind of forced into conversation a little bit but effectively it's it's really good and really interesting so I like where they're going. You know, they're they're not always gonna hit a home run. They're not always gonna make the greatest thing ever. But I I really like where they're going with stuff. And there's a lot of floating balls in the air that they can they can play with. So yeah, I would recommend.
1: Cool. Want
0: to want to binge whenever yeah. now it's all completed. The That's another thing. Actually, I irony. would I would binge it. I think watching it week to week is um, kind of detrimental to it to the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. Uh, Unlike WandaVision, which was kind of an episodic watch, this is very much a movie split into six parts. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Okay, so we are sticking to my crime theme for the week. Mm-hmm. And my next show for you all is uh, called Mayor of East Town. <laughs> that is Mayor. As in a mare, a horse, a mare. Oh, a not mayor, a, Not a mayor. Mayor. <laughs> not a mayor. <laughs> yes, mare, but it's not a horse, sorry. A <laughs> so I'm gonna, making things even more confusing. Okay. It's actually Kate Winslet. That's the name of the person she plays. It's oh, wow. a mayor. new miniseries on HBO uh, with... Kate Winslet as Mayor Sheehan, the detective of this small Pennsylvanian town. Okay. And in fairness, this crime drama is about as far away as my previous choices it gets. Right. Pretty much dealing with performances and dialogue as its main focus. And you get all these kind of colorful characters that Mayor deals with on a daily basis to paint this. Very nice picture of small town life. The setup is pretty familiar, I suppose, to a lot of unsolved mystery dramas. So you've got uh, you've got like an unsolved case, you've got a missing girl, a town that's desperate for answers, all those kind of fairly sort of like tropey things that you mm. get in like these moody who-done it dramas. But um what I'm really enjoying about the show, having watched the first two episodes to date that have been aired is that it's really about Mare's life as a detective and her life outside of being a detective that hold your interest. Right. So she's a divorcee who's still got this functioning relationship with her ex, who's recently become engaged. She's the final person to find out about this. And she's a grandmother as well as the mother to a dead son. Mm-hmm. And she lives with her mom, who's played with a lot of her saki charm by um the actress jean smart she's very enjoyable to watch in that role and she's got uh, also a moody grungy teenage daughter to deal with uh and then sort of like as well as the family life it's the other sides of her life and the other characters in the town that make it shine so to keep things interesting uh you've got a young teenage mother dealing with her child sort of irresponsible father who wants nothing to do with her anymore mm-hmm. and she's got this equally shitty dad to look after as well and other characters are you've got one of mayor's ex-teammates of a high school basketball team uh, where it seems mayor became like this local legend and she sort of earns this nickname of lady hawk i think she kind of like won the big game against the other town at a very young age and she's kind of still known for that amongst the local residents even to to this day that kind of nickname follows her around and uh the friend of hers who would have been the teammate at the time she's now uh the mother of a girl who disappeared a year previously and she kind of despises mayor for failing to solve that disappearance and uh yeah, there's kind of like a bit of tension between her and some of the other people in the town and the friends that that case is still ongoing. And then you also get another great character in Guy Pierce, who sort of shows up out of the blue into town as this successful author who kind of meets Mare at a bar one night. And then mm-hmm. when the two of them hit it off together on screen, it's just great. It's kind of like there's a real chemistry between Guy Pearce and Kate Winslet. And uh, that's a really good pairing. I've never seen that before. and I thought, like, yeah, that's uh, that's really satisfying to watch them two kind of play out. And then you've got equally sort of fun chemistry between uh, Winslet and Evan Thomas Peters, who's this sort of out-of-town detective who's brought in to help mayor work a new case. Um, They're very very enjoyable to watch on screen together. And it's all really nicely written. In fairness, by its showrunner, it's Brad Ingleby, Inglesby. Sorry, who he kind of manages to have me hooked from the end of both episodes to date. They're both mm-hmm. it's written in a way where like you you get some great cliffhangers at the end, wanting to keep watching. He wrote the movie The Way Back with Ben oh, Affleck yeah. the other year. Yeah, he's like an alcoholic basketball coach in that. I think he wrote that film. Mm. Um. And it's also very nicely shot in fairness. It's got like a nice understated quality to the cinematography, which I liked. It kind of makes East Town itself feel like a bit of a character as well, which is cool. But I won't say too much about it more plot-wise because you are still dealing with a mystery. Um, But I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out and having the time kind of getting to know the characters of the town a little bit more as well. Because like I say, they're the the main thing that keep you going. And also um, spend more time with uh Mare as a character because she's got like this great grumpy sort of no bullshit performance from Kate Winslet and it kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of uh of Marge almost in Fargo it kind of riffs yeah. on that a little <laughs> bit but I'd say Mare has a lot more personal shit to deal with as well in her life which makes it interesting so you've got this nice mixture of kind of some funny lines from Kate Winslet and stuff like that but occasionally yeah. some really revealing moments of like the characters kind of past haunting them and stuff and yeah it's a good good balancing act she's doing in that show but uh it's only just started so it's only two episodes in at this stage but it's a mini series so hopefully it'll be wrapped up pretty nicely by the end
0: she's she's just consistently great and everything she does pretty much she's a yeah she's a safe bet like you'll put you'll You'll
1: probably enjoy whatever she does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's totally on board with her in this, and like I say, just everybody else in the cast—they do a great job as well. You just—you uh, just find yourself thinking, like, I'm not entirely sure why I'm enjoying spending so much time here watching this stuff, but mm-hmm. like, say, because like the the premise and the setup isn't. Even to the point where, like, you know, the central sort of mystery behind it all, you kind of think, like, yeah, I'm going to, f- I'm probably going to eventually find out who done it and that'll be interesting to find out. But I'm not really here for that. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of along for the ride. Like, it's the experience of like the the cheesy cliche, but the journey itself rather than the actual uh, destination mm. that's kind of seems to matter here with, with this show. Yeah. So, uh, and it's just fun to also watch something that's, like, I say, it's got, it fits some of those tropes and those sort of pulpy detective show tropes a little bit. But I know it sounds like a bit of an obvious, crass thing to say, but because she's a female detective, that just, even though there's certain things that are like kind of cliche, like the ex, you know, if it was the typical thing, it'd be like he was the ex-football star when he was young and the town celebrated him and now he's kind of this dishevelled detective. But because right. it's, it's Kate Winslet and she was an ex sort of like, female basketball star it still ticks all those little boxes of like you know the things that you kind of expect but because it's yeah. her playing the role it just uh, it makes it a bit more interesting and a bit more different from cool. what you typically get very cool well, what was it um, what was it called sorry uh, Mayor M-A-R-E. <laughs> M-A-R-E it's just of, called yeah Mayor of East Town East Town yeah cool yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah pretty obviously the show's named after her she like I say her character is the central focus in it in a good way like it's, it's equally as much about her life as it is about her being a detective and kind of solving a case yeah but yeah solid stuff again from hbo knocking it out of the
0: park again hbo always killing her yeah hbo just create great content <laughs> yeah content <laughs>
1: Uh, but it was HBO Max, so I assume, yeah, be now
0: TV, it'd probably. Now TV, yeah. Get hold of yeah. that. Yeah. All oh, that business. Let's keep uh, <laughs> promoting these things <laughs> that have nothing to do with us.
1: Yeah, why, why not? A skeptical listener might be thinking we're <laughs> receiving <laughs> a fat paycheck from streaming services. Trust me, that is entirely not the
0: case. <laughs> that is not the case. We just want you yeah. to watch this good shit. <laughs> I don't even have now TV, so... Yeah, so that that that
1: was uh, that was my one. It's a pretty brief one. So have uh, like I say, I've only watched I've only watched two episodes. Uh, Gangs of London took up a lot of time this week watching that whole yeah. season for me, and uh, and then I just managed to cram those two episodes in as well because that sounded interesting. But it's nice to watch two things that are very contrasting from one another.
0: Oddly, this week was very very slow for me. I didn't watch any of the new Invincible. I didn't read anything mm-hmm. really. I didn't. I've kind of stop the invincible. I've comic. joined
1: you with that as well. I found my I found myself stopping after I got quite a few yeah. issues in quite a deeply into it and uh I sat down to try and watch another episode of the show even. I'm not even up to date on the show. Yeah. And I just kinda
0: of lost interest a bit, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think it's it's fully grabbed me. Um and I think if, if 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 a show hasn't fully grabbed me by like five or six episodes in I'm not sure and if a comic series hasn't grabbed me by like 35 issues I'm pretty sure you know yeah but I may get back to it and we'll we'll see if we can do that together maybe over over the next few months or whatever.
1: I might have shot myself in the foot a little bit by getting a bit too ahead of myself within this comic plot even though Mm. the show plot is very different and thinking I'm not sure I'm bothered to continue on with the show to get to some of these plot points. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm that invested even at this stage in the comic, So I'm just thinking, am I willing to... Even, as much as I enjoyed those yeah. first few episodes that I watched, I think because I watched it fresh, because uh, I saw that show first in the first few episodes, yeah. it might be something that maybe you're better off just not, experience, not having experience of one or the other. Like, yeah. if you just watch the show purely and know nothing about the comic, then maybe you'd yeah. be invested a little bit more, but I don't know. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I'm really super invested in either like the show as we were saying the animation kind of pulls me out of it the story is better in places and the book i don't know it feels like it meanders a little bit yeah it it feels like he was writing a monthly comic that he was kind of making up as he went along mm-hmm. um, so yeah i didn't um i didn't really pick up anything else i i, I picked up uh the second black hammer book by jeff lemire but I haven't finished it yet, so I might report back to you on that one next week. Cool. But um, other than that, yeah, that's basically it. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, we should wrap it up. I'm still churning through
1: Outcasts, so hopefully that'll be finished soon enough that we can do a nice a full episode on that one. Enjoying it very much. Very cool. Cool. Thanks. Thanks again, everybody. Another week done. Another set of things for you to hopefully check out and enjoy. And all of the usual: please like, subscribe, share, five star reviews tell everybody five star star, we accept nothing less (laughs) and uh, yeah tell tell
0: everybody how much you're enjoying it. if you have any constructive criticism of this podcast please direct it elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) indeed (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks everybody bye 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 bye